Hello and welcome back to Endopod. If you're new here, hi, this is Hepsi Xavier and I'm a third year medical student. This is the final episode of our Endocrinology of Aging series and we're going to be looking at how the parathyroid glands change as we get older. Throughout the episode, we'll look at what the parathyroid glands are, their normal function, and before moving on to cover how they change with age. We'll cover how this impacts older people and especially their bone health, which is a significant area in medicine. We have four P-shaped parathyroid glands at the back of our thyroid gland, which sits in our neck. Although they're literally sitting on top of the thyroid gland, their function is completely independent. They're responsible for controlling calcium levels in our body and so they affect our bones. They do this by producing parathyroid hormone or PTH. Before we look at how parathyroid hormone regulates calcium levels, we should look at why calcium needs to be so closely regulated. What is calcium's role in the body? Calcium is very important in our nervous system. Nerves use calcium to conduct and transmit electrical impulses. It is also used for muscle contraction, blood clotting, and much more. And perhaps the most well-known function of calcium is that it helps form our bones and keep them strong. 99% of calcium in the body is stored in the bones, and we're constantly removing and depositing calcium into our bones, depending on what our body is doing and needs. Remember, the primary job of calcium is to keep our nervous system and muscles functioning. Bone strength is actually its secondary job. Now, the only function of the parathyroid glands is to regulate calcium levels in our body. When calcium levels become too low, they secrete PTH, which removes calcium from our bones and releases it into the blood. PTH also causes the kidney to produce active vitamin D. Vitamin D also helps to increase blood calcium levels by allowing calcium to be absorbed into the blood at the intestines and kidneys. It also boosts activity of PTH by allowing more calcium to be extracted from the bones. When calcium in the blood gets to high enough level, PTH and therefore active vitamin D is no longer produced to maintain the calcium levels. Moving back to the topic at hand, how does age affect the parathyroid glands? The process of aging is associated with disturbed calcium balance. As you age, the kidneys become less effective at producing active vitamin D, leading to a decline in calcium absorption at the intestines, which causes secondary hyperparathyroidism. Let's break this down. We have a low vitamin D causing low calcium levels due to decreased absorption at the intestine. The parathyroid glands detect this and produce PTH in an attempt to increase calcium levels by breaking down bone stores of calcium. Remember, as I said before, our bones will be sacrificed in order to maintain sufficient calcium levels in the blood. So this leads to bone loss over a long period of time. The PTH is also released in an attempt to get the kidneys to produce active vitamin D. However, with age, the kidneys slow down and this becomes ineffective. Ultimately, we're left with bones essentially, essentially being slowly broken down in order to maintain calcium levels. This hyperparathyroidism is secondary because it happens due to vitamin D deficiency. High PTH levels can cause osteoporosis, bone pain, kidney stones, stomach ache, depression, nausea, vomiting and frequent complaints of illness with no apparent cause. Osteoporosis is a common condition especially in postmenopausal women. In 2016, it was found that 200 million people suffered from the disease. One in three women over the age of 50 and one in five men in the same age category will experience an osteoporotic fracture in their lifetime. So we can see why this is a very relevant topic and especially in the UK with an aging population, it is important that we talk about it. 
Osteoporosis is characterized by low bone mass, increased bone fragility and diminished bone strength. Causes of osteoporosis include older age, vitamin D deficiency, obesity and much more. Vitamin D deficiency, which is common among the elderly, can cause secondary hyperparathyroidism, which we discussed, and can lead to low bone density and increased risk of fracture. Studies have found that there is a significant progressive increase in PGH levels as we age, and this is often associated with a progressive decrease in calcium levels. After the sixth decade, there, there was a significant decrease in active vitamin D levels too. Osteoporosis tends to be a silent disease until the individual experiences a fracture. Once diagnosed, patients need to be monitored and underlying causes such as vitamin D deficiency need to be controlled. Usually a fracture risk is also calculated to prevent further fractures or falls from taking place. It is important that individuals with osteoporosis take vitamin D and calcium supplements. By taking this, their symptoms of low calcium levels can be relieved as well as optimizing bone strength as much as possible. It will also stop the parathyroid glands from producing PTH and damaging bones. There are several different medications available which treat any underlying factors, strengthen bone and prevent progression of the disease. Regular weight-bearing exercise is beneficial in osteoporosis, but one of the most crucial factors is to prevent falls. It is also thought that using medications that replicate vitamin D, called vitamin D analogues, can be a possible osteoporosis treatment, but the efficacy of these are still controversial. One such drug is alpha-calcidol, and it has been reported to increase bone density and reduce fractures. In Japan, another such medication called eldicacidol has been approved for treatment. It has a longer half-life than normal vitamin D, meaning its actions persist for longer for any given dose. In a three-year randomized study of osteoporotic patients, it was found that eldicacidol was better improving hip and lumbar spine bone density, as well as reducing vertebral and wrist fractures. Close monitoring of blood and urinary calcium is recommended for patients on eldicacidol. As an overview, although some vitamin D analogues have been useful in the treatment of osteoporosis, there still seems to be a debate about using them as part of normal therapy regime since there is a risk of calcium levels being too high, especially in countries where there is a greater intake of dietary calcium. Aging is a very complex process in humans and many changes occur as we get older. We talked about the significance of PTH, calcium and vitamin D in the aging process in this episode. As a quick summary, calcium is needed for many important processes and PTH is a main regulator of calcium. PTH increases blood calcium levels and leads to the release of vitamin D, which can also increase blood calcium. As humans get older and above 50 years old, their vitamin D levels tend to be lower and therefore their calcium levels for various reasons. One of them being that the kidney function goes down and that is where vitamin D is synthesized. This is paired with an increase in PTH as an attempt to compensate for this. However, this ends up having a detrimental effect on the bones as calcium stores are depleted from them, eventually leading to osteoporosis and other complications. The high PTH levels themselves contribute to secondary hyperparathyroidism. Osteoporosis is a prevalent disease which affects many people and in itself comes with several complications, such as high risk of fractures. It has a big impact on quality of life since it decreases the individual's mobility and therefore independence. And of course, if they get fractures, this will also mean they need to depend on others to take care of them. 
We need further research and studies to establish why inadequate vitamin D contributes to osteoporosis. At the moment, there are several medications available to help manage osteoporosis and vitamin D analogs seem to be promising, although they do come with complications and require further research. Although we have already have a lot of information in this area, hopefully with further research we can fully understand the impact of aging on parathyroid glands and calcium balance in the body in the future, and this will ultimately contribute to an even better approach to osteoporosis. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and the Endocrinology of Aging series. Thank you for listening in and stay tuned next week for another episode. Please follow us on our social media and like and share this podcast. As always, we're very grateful for the support we're receiving. Stay safe and happy. This is Hepsi Xavier signing off. Disclaimer. Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society is a student-led organisation and the content provided through Endopod is solely for informative purposes. This does not replace advice of a doctor or any other healthcare professional. The medical students involved in the making of this episode are in the third and fourth year of their medical studies. All information provided in this episode was researched on appropriate resources and they're available in the episode description. Thank you for listening.